So typically what Jesus does throughout the Gospels, or one of the main things that he does, is he talks about himself and who he is and what he's doing. And this is a great mystery because God himself became a human being. And so Jesus talks about this great mystery in different ways and in, in, in different modes and, and different methods. In today's gospel, Jesus talks about us, not himself. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. So he gives us these images of salt and light to help us understand what we are to be like and what we will be transformed into for other people. And these are great images. Uh, Salt is kind of one of my favorite things in life. I'm one of those people that just hammers everything with salt. Uh, Even if it's already salty, I still put more salt on it. I would say salt for me probably brings the pleasure of food. It like... It booms it up probably by like 50 or 60%. You know, food, eating food is fun, but salt really is very, very, very good um, as far as I'm concerned. I love salt. And so the, the salt image is, is very helpful. He uses it, of course, to connotate the flavorfulness and how it just adds to everything. It enhances flavor. But of course, in the ancient world, Salt would also have been used for preservation. We didn't have electricity for most of human history, and so we didn't have the capacity to put things in refrigerators or freezers. And so to preserve food, salt was often used. And so this is an image that he's using for what Christians do, those who are conformed to him. They preserve and they give flavor. They enhance flavor of everything. They make Things that are already good, that much better. The other image Jesus uses is light. Light is something that we tend to take for granted. Most of us tend to take for granted. Maybe some of us in here have have vision impairment in some way or another, and so we don't take it as much for granted. I know my grandfather, who um, was born with with uh, blindness in one eye he was just born without being able to see in one eye and as he grew older in, into his midlife he ended up just having about 5% capacity to see in his other eye his one good eye and that 5% that he just had in one eye was absolutely essential for his life that little bit a vision that he had and that capacity to take in light was incredibly important for his functioning as a human being. The eyes themselves are probably the most important sensory organ that we have. Light changes everything. It gives us direction. It shows us what things actually look like. Beautiful images by Jesus here. And of course... If we are to become salt and light to others, that's because Jesus himself is first salt and light. 
So like Jesus is the salt. Jesus is the light, ultimately. Right? And he, he uses the, the light term. He says, I am the light of the world. And so, insofar as we are conformed to him, we become these things to other, others. And there's kind of a more technical and theological way of understanding why this is the case. Um, it's, it's always very important to just check ourselves and kind of audit our understanding of Jesus and make sure that we don't just see him as another teacher who we imitate their actions. So Jesus is not another teacher whose actions we are imitating. When we are baptized, unlike our Protestant, most of our Protestant brothers and sisters, we understand as Catholics that something different happens than just the symbolic and ritual in a baptism. We believe that the, the language that the church uses is there is an indelible mark that we are stamped with at the moment of our baptism. Another way of talking about this is God creates a space inside of us. He carves out a space for us to hold God so that God actually dwells within us. We become tabernacles, so to speak. And as we grow in the Christian life, the way that the early church fathers talked about this and conceptualized it, the term that they used was divinization. As time goes on, we become transformed. Again, we're not just imitating a person's actions by following Jesus. We certainly can do that. Jesus is a teacher. But there's, an, there's a more fundamental transformation that takes place in the Christian as they follow Christ in a deeper way. The way that we do this, that we are transformed and divinized, is primarily sacramental. We go to Mass every Sunday. We participate in our active members in what Jesus calls the new and everlasting covenant. We follow the commands that the Lord has given us for good living and that the church gives us, that Jesus gives us through the church. When we need to go to confession, we go to confession. And also, we pray. And so, Jesus is not this outside force, but he's an inside force. And hopefully, God willing, as we continue to grow in the Christian life, we start to really see this intimacy with God grow. And so Jesus is with us all the time. And it becomes second nature to just consult the Lord on things, to live with Him, to dwell with Him, for Him to be a part of every aspect of our life. That's the goal of the Christian life. And what that looks like at the extreme, when that happens is, what, of course, what Jesus is talking about in the Gospel. We actually become lights to the world. Not a cliche term. We become salt, which gives flavor. We become like the saints that we read about. And we might not be formally canonized or beatified, but we become like them. And we see these people. And we know that what we're reading right here is not some fairy tale or not just a bunch of cute words. We see it. We have historical documents. We have people that we know 
who lived in the time that we have all lived. An easy example here would be Mother Teresa, for most of us in this church. She absolutely captivated the whole world, not just the religious world. The media were captivated by her. The entire world. She was a light. And so this woman pursued God, and her needs, as she was pursuing God, her needs were being taken care of by Jesus. Famously, Mother Teresa, as much service as she did in giving herself to the poor, was very, very devout in her prayer life and committed to a deep life of prayer. A part of the, the, her order's way of life is they pray a holy hour a day, which means they pray in front of the Eucharist for one hour every day, and they cultivate different forms of prayer throughout their days, their weeks, their months, their years. They're first pursuing God, and God takes care of their needs, right? This divinization takes place, so they become little Jesuses. And that gives them the the capacity to not be self-focused. And so serving the poor becomes easier. They become less concerned with their own needs, and it just becomes organically. God does the transformation in them. It's not a a deep grind for the Sisters of Charity to go serve the poor. And if if anybody in here has ever met a Sister of Charity, you know that. They love their vocations because they are first loved by Jesus and then they are transformed as they grow in the Christian life into Jesus. And they become that light and that salt. They make everything in life for everybody around them better. Lord, we ask you to bless all of us and help us to be salt and light to those that you've put in our way, in our paths. Help us to pursue you and to become little Jesuses as this transformation happens throughout our lives. Please grow the fire that already exists within us. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And let us take a few moments in silent prayer to just listen to and speak with the Lord in our hearts.